From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul, agents led by Son of Call. Oh, Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies. Supergirl just flew on by. We're chilling, watching Netflix. How much time's gone by? We're talking TV. From suits to supernatural. Talking TV. Blacklist and the Rebels. Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black. True Detective bombed at second crack. The Walking Dead. Arrow and the Flash. Get into Geek. We're talking Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. My name is Mitch. Joining me, Captain Marvel himself, Maddie. Yo. What's doing? Oh, you know, I, I'm never prepared for that no, follow-up I'm so question. sorry. Are you forgetting? Are we, are, you know what? I'm... What's doing? I'm here with you recording. And you know what? It just seems like such a natural thing. But really, I listen to you know, other podcasts. You watch TV shows or whatever. And it's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, don't pretend you guys haven't seen each other already. <laughs> Even like Graham Norton, when they welcome people, you know, he's out the front for five minutes doing a monologue and he welcomes on three guests. And I'm like, theoretically, yeah. you guys might not have caught up before now. But I still don't believe that you don't. But you're actors, so it looks like that. This yeah, is the first it's time. Oh, lovely to meet you. It's like you guys met backstage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, okay, you fair enough. I, I I let you in the building because I've got the pass to the lift, and we've been up here. We've been shooting shit about work, at what our day's been like. You know, the next holidays that we're going on. I don't need to ask you how you are. It's such a stupid well, thing. Well, that's it. When the microphones aren't on, I can give you an answer, but yeah. I can give you an answer now with the microphones on, but you're definitely going to cut it. So, Hey, not at all. <laughs> I just want the people to know that are listening. Whenever you hear people on a podcast say, hey, how are you going? They're not asking a real question. They don't no. care because they already know. Yep. And the answer's bullshit too. So, yes. look, we've been gibbering on for two minutes about it, but let's just push on about the actual <laughs> show. Shield, episode nine of season five, Best Laid Plans. Uh, for me, this is this is really building. I mean, last week sort of you know hit a lot of uh, big points and capped off on a few big things. This one for me feels like it's really laying some foundations for what next week is going to be. Mm. I feel like it's it's not that it has to, and not that like next week is a you know season finale or mid season finale or anything, but it feels like it's leading to something massive because we just sort of trickled along this episode. It wasn't a bad episode, but. Um, it, it was definitely a, a, you know the calm after last week's storm and hopefully before the, the new one next week. Yeah, it kind of almost felt like it, it stalled a little bit. Mm. It's like from, I feel like from the point, like Gemma like sliced Cassius's what we thought was throat and then turned out to be cheek. Yeah. I'm like, I feel like that's, that's probably like the pinnacle. Like that should be like, okay, we need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So I feel like they've kind of been hanging around a little bit too long now. It's like... Oh, come on, guys. We need to pick things up. Move yeah. along, move along. So, yeah, there was a bit of filler and a bit of stretcher in here. I mean, there was one, when I say payoff, but the end of one story. Uh, Sonara, man, she's uh, very, very dead. Um, she yeah. got staked, and it was not like, oh, she got stabbed. Like, the the, the the back half of that blade was like three or four foot coming yeah. out of her spine. I'm like, wow, you, yeah. you're really dead. Yeah. I'm going to miss her music. I really, because every time she popped up in this episode, wah, wah, and I'm like, yo, man, you guys are dead. Well, here's the thing. Obviously, with Jess coming back, I'm like, oh, so if you're dead, you're not really dead. So all these people yeah, that we were kind true. of like, so I'm like, is Sonara going to come back? But then I'm like... Uh, like, how do you top that fight? Like, yeah. that fight between Daisy and Sonara, I don't think you can top. So it's like, if you're going to bring Sonara back from the dead, you've got to one-up what they just did, yeah. like, in you know, rolling around in the Zephyr. So I'm like, 
no, maybe Sonara is dead. Mm. Maybe she's she, maybe she's just gone, gone. Yeah, because I guess so far we haven't seen any other Krees back brought back to life. Like there's been plenty that have died. I mean, hell, Kasai's killed his own brother. So well, mm. Sonara killed him, but you know, like it was for him. And obviously he's not going to bring him back. But yeah, maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's got something to do with it. But yeah, she's gone. Um, but yeah, is. Uh, no, okay, Tess or Jess? I, I get... Oh, maybe it was Tess. Maybe... Did I say Jess? Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, no, I think it is Tess. Tess, okay. Oh, she's so, like, just unimportant. I was like, I didn't get why they brought her back. Mm. I feel like they could have done something so much more interesting. Yeah, because this show had so much fun in the first at least four or five weeks just killing people all over the shop. Doesn't matter who they are, how long they've been around, introduced or whatnot. Kill them off. Kill them off. And she was that next person when yeah. she died the other week. Yeah. And I feel like she was the least important of all the people they killed off. It's like that guy at the start who knew what was going on. He would have been really helpful to come mm. back. But yeah. it's like Tess was just kind of like just... And Tess was there. Yeah. So I was like, having her come back, I felt like there was no emotional resonance for us. There was a bit for Flint, but mm. it's like we've only just met Flint as well. And so Flint's like... got that emotional connection already with the likes of... Mac and Elena, like yeah, and I feel like given that he's the Inhuman, that that connection with Yo-Yo, I feel is better. Mm. Like, and then obviously there's like that father-son thing going on with him and Mac, yeah, because Mac's kind of projecting hope onto onto Flint. So I'm like, why do we need Tess there as well? Yeah, like I don't, you know, I'm just like, eh. And part of me too, like when Tess came back, I'm like, oh really? Like, because she looked very zombieish. She was very white. Yeah, and, the bags and drowned the out. And... Yeah. And I'm like, really? We're going to start bringing people back from the dead? But then even the characters themselves weren't that surprised. They're like, oh, yeah, Colson got brought back to life by Cree blood. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that's right. I've accepted that seasons ago. Like, but, okay. he, but he didn't look anything like that. No, he looked all right, yeah. And he was dead for a lot longer than she was. Yeah, well, I mean, who knows how long. You know, it was eight minutes or, you know, three months. I don't even remember how Tess died. Like, she was that inconsequential. I don't even remember how she died. Well, we never saw her killed. We just, we, I think it was when we soon enough... We just as soon been introduced to Flint and saw that he had this great connection with Tess, and then they walked into a room, I think, with Mac and uh, Elena, and Tess is hanging there. Oh, over that square where they right. do the terrogenesis thing, yeah. That's right. And it was, was that like, big mean Cree guy yeah. that they were like, "Oh, he's come from levels down below or above mm. or whatever it is." Yeah. So um, uh, yeah, we didn't ever see her get killed, but yeah, she was she was hanging there. So yeah. Well, I guess yeah. I guess further to that, then they couldn't have brought back that guy from the start because I guess he was eaten by those cockroach bug things. Mm, so there mm. probably wasn't a lot for to reanimate. Yeah, there were several pieces to yeah. glue back together. So, uh, yeah, I guess I guess Tess had, at least she had a whole body to, to reanimate. Yeah. But, yeah. I feel like it almost would have been better if they had reanimated Sonara, but I don't know. She couldn't fight. She Her body didn't work, but her head did or something. Because so, really t- all Tess was there for was to give information and be that yeah. um, communication device between the two. So it's like, surely, I don't know, if the fight had taken place on the base or something like that, and it's like he was able to communicate through Sonara's dead body, it would have mm. been cool. But it's mm. like, oh, bringing back Tess is like, right. And I guess her other job in this one was to come with a warning. You know, all of a sudden she's proclaiming that Cassius is a god. You know, he brought me back to life. He is he is <sighs> a god. And I'm like, no, he's not. Like, Gag. You, you've not seen for the last two, five, ten years or whatever, you've yeah, he's been in charge or that you've been around or aware of him or whatever. That he has any kind of supernatural abilities like that. He's a powerful alien with an army and like a hierarchy, but all of a sudden he brings you back to life. And well, that's at least what you think. And 
he's a god and i was just like yeah. okay that's all you're going to be and then so you're just going to get killed off again like that's going to be a real waste so i was glad they didn't do that uh and and offer again but at the same time i'm like all right let's not let's not put too much time and effort into this Cassius is a god thing. yeah because was she around like when we were like remember early on everyone was panicking because it's like the team had killed a couple of kree soldiers mm. and they're like oh shit's gonna go down you killed it did Tess know about any of that? Because it's like, if she knows that we can kill Kree, mm. it doesn't really make them gods if we can kill them with a gun. Yeah, I, and I feel it's a little bit... She came into it sort of after that really started to happen. Mm. Like, she was sort of episode four-ish type of area, and they you know, they were killing people before that. So, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not about it. No. I'm not about it. Well, what about Zeke? So, he is downstairs in the cell... Opposite the bloke who he grew up basically like a pseudo uncle in a way. Mm. And now he's thinking, you must have killed my father. But then come the end of that conversation, that guy, well, not so much really talks him around. I mean, tries to make him understand. But I get the feeling, Zeke, like, is he going to turn them again? Like, that's sort of been his thing. Like, every three episodes he's had another back, yeah. you know, backflip on, uh, on who his allegiances are with. And even when he is with one particular side, you know he's already looking back at the other side to see when his moment is to jump ship again. So I don't want... like It, it would make sense based on what they gave to us in that particular scene if he did jump back to not so much Kasai's side, but wanting to kill the agents or to give mm. them up or whatever. But at this stage, I feel like it would make the agents look really dumb to trust him again. Yeah, 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 It's for like sure. he's, he's down there for a reason. Yeah. Because he's so back and forward, back and forward. Like he's just looking out for himself. Yeah. So I'm just like, if they start trusting him again, it just makes them look gullible. Mm. And, you know, you don't want your heroes to look gullible. Yeah. I want, mm. And so I want the show just to uh, avoid that um, at this stage. And mm. they, aside from that scene when he sort of, you know, just lingered on a look from what old mate in the cell, you know, told him, they, they didn't really hint at it in, in any particular way by the end of the episode. They, they sort of left it. So... Maybe they will forget about it next week. Maybe that that look that he gave will be completely misleading and he's 100% on our side, but I just hope that they don't mm. go back to that same well. Uh, mm. And then, like, right at the end, Cassius, you know, he's, he's already been proclaimed to be a god by the likes of Tess. His own people now are questioning, like, how do you know things that are happening right now? And he's like, well, you know, the, the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, they have a seer. I have one too. And I was like, whoa, shit. Dun, we dun, dun. like zoomed in on a door and had a symbol. And I like rewound it a bunch of times. Like, what does that symbol mean? And I don't know whether the symbol means necessarily anything. Or we were just focusing on the door where mm. this seer is or something. But what, I mean, we're now nine episodes in and all of a sudden he's got a seer. Is that yeah. seer shit? Because they've not been able to tell him anything to stop right? him. Like, I mean, wouldn't the seer have become been really helpful in like episodes one and two yeah. when they had Gemma captive and yeah. they were trying to get the rest of the shield team captured yeah. as well and find out how many people like yeah. they, they, they um, wheeled in um, that other inhuman Ben that could read minds and stuff like that to try and tell her she was lying. Yeah. Just find out from the seer. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't not down for that. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like that's something they've just made up for this episode and didn't. It's not. I don't think it's something that they had set up from episode from one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's something where they've just gone, oh, maybe we can go this way and have some fun with it. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I don't know, guys. That's why you're Joss's brother, not Joss. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I did like the little touch um, uh, where Coulson, he's having a moment, but what, rather than just them having a moment, he's charging up his hand. Yeah. I'm like, that's just a nice little thing. Just to remember that that, that hand isn't, 
like just invincible mm. and just does whatever it needs to do. Because I did say in the first episode, it's just his standard hand. It's got no bells and whistles to That's it. That's right, because they would have taken it off him, yeah. Yeah, and they would have been able to use it to do things. But mm. I just thought it was a nice touch that it's like, oh, yeah, he's got to charge that up. So I just think it was a nice touch just to remember that it's not, you know, A, to remind us that he does have a fake hand. Because it's obviously, look, it's his actual, you know, yep. Clark Gregg's actual hand. <laughs> but it just... It's not plutonium powered or anything like that. Like it does need to be charged up. Yeah. So yeah, I think yeah. I think that's great. I don't know whether maybe that'll come in later on. Like his hand will go dead, or who knows? That'd be kind of fun. It's just like locked into a fist, or yeah, even, you know, like what, what? Yeah, that could be fun. They could they could have some fun with it, even if it's not a big plot thing. Yeah, like just locked in, like giving the finger position or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, it had to come at a certain point. Mac giving in humans nicknames. Yeah. He calls Flint Pebbles. <laughs> and of I like he does. that. Of course, it's he like. Does. It's all the respect of actually giving him a little bit of a hero moniker, but disrespect too. It's like, you're a child, I'm an adult, yeah. you've got rocks, okay, rocks, nah, pebbles will do. Like, that's, yeah, I like it. Yeah. It's like, all he needed to do was take it one step further and call him Bam Bam. So, yeah. it, you like, you, you really had to travel to yeah. get the joke. Like, and really just... Well, I think, like, uh, did he, he gave Elena the name Yo-Yo. I'm pretty sure I'm he pretty did. pretty sure, yeah. And then he calls Daisy Tremors yep. rather than Quake. Yep. Yeah, but I think with Yo-Yo, up until literally maybe an episode ago, I I've consistently forgotten what her real name is. I've yeah. just always referred to her as Yo-Yo. Yeah, I don't need to know your real name because that's what Mac calls you, and just the way that he says it. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, but given that we call Daisy Daisy now instead of Sky as well, yeah, that took a little while for me to sort Absolutely. of convert over to. Yeah, three seasons or whatever. You know, she was uh, she was Sky. So, um, oh, and it did reveal in this too. Cassius does have a ship. They're like loading up oh, the ships. To- yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, why didn't they use that ship to go and chase them when, like, when the team ran away to the surface like two episodes ago? Mm. Why didn't they give chase? Like, mm. there's little things like that that I'm just like, this is how you can tell these guys aren't like sci- sci-fi, sci-fi writers. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. just little blowing up the ship for no reason a couple of episodes ago. Like, just we don't have no idea how or why. It's like, yeah. Well, and then yeah, now oh, suddenly Cassius has a ship that they're loading up with supplies. I'm just like. Oh, yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit, you know, you guys haven't lived in outer space before whoever's writing this episode. You, you guys need to watch some sci-fi. And then we were talking about it heavily last week about the whole time loop, how the time zone work thing yeah, and everything yeah. like that. I did notice something. There was, um, they mentioned that, that Fitz has designed the device, mm. the device that houses the... Um, the little shard of the, the of the monolith, Fitz designed it. So I think that lends more credence to what we were talking about. My theory about it was a future Fitz that actually had memories of the future that had come back in time and designed yeah. it, designed it because he knew he could design it because time paradox yep, kind yep. of thing. Um, and then they did mention um, gravitonium. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe that could explain like a, a localized time loop because they did mention the word time loop, like they're mm, stuck mm. in a time loop. So I'm wondering if maybe, and if you flick over to our Get Into the Gate podcast and listen to uh, Window, Window of Opportunity, mm. it was like there was like a bubble that's surrounding like, you know, 20 planets where there yeah. was like a time loop going on. So maybe the gravitonium, maybe Earth is in this little time loop bubble where we're, we're you know, going and that's how this whole... A leads to B leads to C leads to A things started in the first place. Maybe yeah, gravitonium yeah. allowed all this, all this to happen. But yeah, I was just like, because I was like, how could Fitz design that? If it, yeah. So I was a little bit. Yeah, it it was such a weird experience for me watching this episode, having listened to the way that you 
interpreted last week and the idea of your time loop, which I now absolutely subscribe to, because last week <laughs> well, I just no watched us. it. Well, no, <laughs> I'm watching it, I'm like, ooh, pretty time travel, flashbacks. <laughs> and then you break it down, I'm like, oh my God, it's so much more complicated than that. I hope that's what it actually is. And then this episode I watch with that frame of mind and I'm like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, mm. this is absolutely where we're going. This is exciting, so... Yeah, again, I, I just feel there's so much of this, like you said, the, the little bits where they're just they're chucking stuff in that maybe they haven't been building up for into this episode because it just did feel like a little bit of a breather, a bit of a filler episode. Yeah, just stretching things out. Last week was revealing in that way of, of flashbacks or flash forwards or whatever and the idea of maybe this time loop and then next week, surely things are you know, coming to a head. So it just might be, yeah, that little quiet episode between two really good mm. ones, I I hope anyway. so Yeah, maybe just bringing back Tess and those little bits and pieces, just trying to throw a little bit more emotion into it before they get to the action, mm. so there's a more emotional resonance, but I just don't particularly buy it. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'm interested to see how next week turns out. Now we'll see how we go. Episode 10 next week. Now, I have got the episode title, which Ooh. you've always teased me with, so I've got it myself. It is called past life mm. which is interesting because i guess sort of takes me back to episode five with uh rewind like you yeah you dangled that little carrot after our episode four chat and immediately we were well immediately i was like oh my god fits that must be fits you know i was getting really excited and then of course it was so past life i mean do we is it another flashback do we see any flashbacks next is it week? gonna be Maybe Cassius's. Oh, or... God, I hope not. Um, Are we going to flash back past life? Tess has just come back from the dead. <laughs> Could it be? We're starting to get into Stargate Origins chats here. It's like, who would we not <laughs> want to see the past life of? Oh, we'll see next week. Anyway, episode Ooh. 10 of season five. Uh, you can check out all of our gear and podcasting and reviews that we've got here on the Get Into Geek channel. Uh, Maddie and I also doing The Gifted, the oh. X-Men live action show, which... So good. Yeah. So you 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 talk this up big time and you watched the first episode well before I did. I'm like, mm. all right, finally, I'll do it. And then I'm like, we've got to talk about this show yep. as well. And, you know, we're only... See, this is why in other areas I'm so critical of other shows. It's because I know good TV when I see it. Yes. So after, I'm just waiting for the Orville now because I've, I've seen and I've heard really good things about it. Yeah. So I, we need to find a way that we can watch it because it's not showing anywhere here in Australia. Well, see, so. this is why you need to go back and check out one of our DC... TV podcast where even Ben Clayton is starting to go, you know what? I'm just getting fed up with this shit. I'm watching too much other good TV to get brought down by this crap. <laughs> Love it, only, it. It only took him two bad weeks as well. And I'm like, don't, don't leave. Yep. I need you. Yeah, the cancer is growing. <laughs> so if you want to go check out what's growing, uh, DC TV chats with uh, Ben, Terry, and myself. And then also our sister podcasting channel that Maddie referred to, Get Into Gate. We're talking Stargate SG-1. No, not new Stargate, because there is none. There was kind of at the start of the year, and the less we talk about that, the better. But we're oh, talking yeah. about it in a nostalgic view, but introducing a new viewer. So if you're an old-school sci-fi fan of the 90s show that is Stargate SG-1, go check out Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Otherwise, like, subscribe, all that sort of gear on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just simply search Get Into Geek. Myself, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Maddie At High Pitch Maddie on the stuff. And we will be back next podcast to talk S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 5, Episode 10, Past Life, whatever that means. I think that's a Three Doors Down song. Past Life.
Past life. Passing away. Oh, no, that's better life. Unto the better life. Sorry, I'm not a Trump supporter. Just because I know lyrics. <laughs> that's three doors down. Just because I know three doors down lyrics does not mean I'm a Trump supporter. And if you get that reference, good on you. You've, you've been up to date with your news <laughs> from years ago. Get into geek.com.